from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. It's your uh, Thursday show. We are going to get into starting to look ahead. There's a great guest coming, Ian Wharton. You've seen him. You've read him. Uh, we are to work together shortly on Optimum Scouting a few years ago, so you can go back and check some of those dregs out. Uh, it's going to be an interesting conversation. We have a lot to go over. A couple of bits of news here as we start. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. And if you haven't read Ian Wharton, you need to go check out his articles on Fan Sided about Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's basically what we're going to be talking a lot about. Uh, but let's go and get into the news because there is a little bit coming out, but not much. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not a complete like actual on the field workout. Uh, but there was a practice report today. So uh, I don't know what that means. If you don't actually practice, <laughs> we'll need an explanation. Right. But, I mean, I think I thought it was really kind of funny that Patrick is the only full participant. Everybody else that's listed was limited. Yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> why are you even bothering? I just. Well, I mean, it, uh, and it, you even heard uh, Herbie from the star say that this is a simulated practice report because they didn't do anything <laughs> so i mean right. but but i will say this my one takeaway is that um unfortunately both the tackles that are pr- likely to start this game andrew wiley and mike remmers were on it but we're limited uh and legere sneed was limited as well which means they let him at least walk around so that's it's a positive sign in the concussion protocol in my mind right and uh if you didn't already know eric fisher was did not practice so just in case you wanted to know that uh, nothing surprising questions. there. You know, you, <laughs> there's no update on Mitch Schwartz Go ahead. either, you guys. Yeah. Don't think there's going to be an update on Mitch Schwartz. I would love for there to be an update on Mitch Schwartz, but I don't think there will be an update on Mitch Schwartz. Uh, everybody else was limited that was in the practice report. That includes Clyde, I believe, and Sammy as well. So uh, you would expect that that's going to continue to be the case. I do expect that they're going to get a full practice in on Thursday. Uh, but you know, there's something else that kind of happened that we probably ought to talk about. What was that again? I don't know. There's, there's a lot of talking going on. Um, a lot of feeling your oats, I'll put it. Um, let's get one thing straight, folks. There's a difference between four, two, seven and four, three, six and little Scotty Miller. You're not the faster one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, what impressed me the most was. Tyree Kill's response. Like, oh, I didn't even see you would it. expect it. <laughs> Tyree Kill was very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, very complimentary and didn't actually go after him and call him out and, and ask him to race. He was just like, Congrats, man. You're doing, you're having a great season. And I'm just like, Wow. Look at somebody that. In, somebody in PR is getting in Tyreek's head, I think, because, man, that is not exactly what I would expect for him to come out and say. Yeah, hey, credit to him. Take the high road at that point. I, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Um, it, it it would it surprised me a little bit. I gotta say, Scotty well, Moe's a fast dude. Yeah, but to say you're the fastest in the league, I mean, come on. And and good for you. Have confidence. But I do think it's kind of funny that all this is coming out the week after uh, Tyree Kill told Andy Reid after during the game that hey, sorry, coach, I kind of ran out of gas. Or I kind of slowed down. So, you know, all this coming out now is kind of funny in that regard. But, yeah, I don't think that that's – I would love to see those two race. I don't think it would even be close. I'm not sure that Hardman and Scotty Miller wouldn't be – would be close. 
Well, Harbin's got a, a sub four three time on his pro day as well. So let's let's just say that. So, um, needless to say, he's quick. Yeah. Enjoy that. It, it's going to be a challenge because he's quicker than the Chiefs' corners, except for Lajarius Neat. So we'll, hopefully, he gets back out there, and we'll have more for you there. But more today is going to be all about Ian and his take on you know fifteen. He has an effect on games, I think. So we're going to get into that right just now a little bit. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers. Uh, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com is for everybody, and it doesn't require membership or an account login. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers for online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Are you ready for some football? It's Super Bowl season, and we are ready for a championship. It's a really exciting time to be an NFL fan, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today and get a free account on betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKDOWN for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Go check out Bet Online AG. We're covering everything you need to know about the Chiefs, but what about the rest of the league? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it's all about sports, all you need, all the news, every morning, and it's under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the show, Ian Warden. You've read him all over the place, including places I can't even keep up with. We're going to talk a lot about a quarterback today. How are you, Eden? I'm doing really well, guys. Excited for what looks like a great Super Bowl coming off a good weekend of football, so can't really complain. Yeah, really exciting uh, to have Patrick Mahomes back in the Super Bowl the second straight year. Uh, and we will dive into that in just a moment. But, Ian, I want to talk to you really quick about Eric Bieniemy. Uh We kind of talked about this uh, the other day, but I want you to tell us what you think is going to happen in Houston. Yeah, so just kind of what I've heard is the more this drags on, especially with Houston, the more and more likely it looks like he's going to be the guy there. And, and it makes sense. You look at the candidates that they've interviewed. None of them really make sense out of, you know, Leslie uh, Frazier makes a little bit of sense. But he's not really the defensive mind there. And we also saw some of the limitations of that unit uh, last week. We, we kind of saw it throughout most of the season. They're a good defense, but they weren't really a great defense. I think it makes a lot of sense to go with uh, because not only because Deshaun Watson, he's shown a little bit of a preference there, but also a lot of the players with the Chiefs around the league, the Texans, they've all been kind of clamoring to, hey, give this guy a shot. It, it, it really feels like his time in general. I, I think that the the reviews that he's gotten is it speaks to who he is and and what that people think of him. So I think the more this goes along, I think some of the candidates that they've looked at recently have been uh, kind of looked down upon for good reason. Josh McCown, I mean that's pretty shocking, but I think those are really more for positional coaches or maybe 
coordinators. I think they're doing some legwork on those guys as opposed to head coaches. I think that they've zeroed in on on BNME as their guy. And as much of an outcry as we've seen from a lot of even celebrities that this guy should get a head coaching job, I think that we're just seeing the limitation because the Chiefs are making the Super Bowl. You know, they're not going to announce that higher or maybe even make it known to the public that that's their choice. But I think it's a good sign for him that this coaching search is going, you know, this far into January and almost February. And really quick, do you think that Eric Bieniemy being hired in Houston changes Deshaun Watson's mind, or do you think it's already done at that point? I, I think it might help. It, it's tough to say, right? Like, here's where we're just not sure, because it, it, it may go deeper than that issue. And it depends on this, if it's seen as it's, it's just to appease me, or is this a move that, hey, I believe in the franchise, because Nick Casario actually brought in a, a well-qualified coach. So I think that just discussions need to be made, right? Like, they've got to mend that bridge, and I think that they can. Um, it just kind of depends on how deep that that rift goes. Watson really doesn't have any leverage. I mean, most he can do is probably just sit out, but I can't imagine he's going to want to lose years in his career. So, you know, the worst he can do is kind of make the Texans wait and bite their nails if he's going to play. But, you know, they also have a good opportunity to get a lot of assets if they do want to move them. So it's not a great situation for the Texans, but also I, I don't think they're in like a an awful situation with Watson kind of because they're going to get a king's ransom for him if they do trade him. And the interesting thing for Eric is, is if you were investing, obviously Deshaun's a reason to go there. If it doesn't work out, then you have to try to buy the bullet and start over. And, and yes, you're going to get a slew of draft picks. Does that mean that this class is up to uh, something that you want to invest in for your quarterback tie, you know, as a first time head coach? Uh, I think that kind of remains to be seen, but, I think certainly coaching Mahomes in this upcoming Super Bowl, if anything, might give it a little boost towards, you know, trying to get Deshaun to come back into the fold. Do you think that could help? Yeah, I, I think you'd look at BNME as a, a positive for sure, because you look at what Houston is working with. They have some good receivers. They have some talent along the offensive line. It just hasn't really worked under that previous staff. But if you look at what the Chiefs have done with backup quality linemen and, you know, some injuries at receiver, along the way and Mahomes definitely helps with that but Watson's going to help with that too with his natural talent get the most out of the guys that maybe you didn't invest heavily into I think you look at what the Chiefs do as a major positive and definitely encouragement to come back I mean what's the other choice to go to the Jets who've done nothing with all their talent and money and resources over years like I just think you look at Houston as a potentially better situation than most places he's going to go uh, the grass isn't always greener, and, and he may not feel that way because I think it's easier to look at other situations as more attractive because you're not there yet. But uh, I think BNME can certainly talk to him and, and try to sway, persuade him to say, hey, look, like, look at my track record in Kansas City. We can do the same thing here. Well, and I'm glad you're bringing up the weapons that Patrick Mahomes has. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed this entire season uh, was your articles on Fansided talking about Patrick Mahomes and the way he was going through his different progressions and going through each and every game. Uh, every week I read that article, and I absolutely loved it. What did you see from him this past week uh, compared to you know some of his better games this season? Yeah, so this week I just love how he varied his game up a little bit. We saw a lot of uh, quick reads, those little you know RPOs, the little quick play actions, get the ball out immediately just great timing with his receivers especially Hill on those little four-yard curls six-yard curls 
give him a little bit of space uh, to get upfield, get those easy yards. Uh, I love how he manipulated the pocket. We saw some edge rushers get into the backfield. Just saw him make purposeful steps to get the defender off balance, create that leverage, create that momentum that he can use against the defender, and then move up into the pocket to find those passing lanes. And he does it so well. Like This year has just been a total mastery of creating to create passing lanes. It's very purposeful with it, and it's become unstoppable, especially at Travis Kelsey. I just love to see. I mean, you see it coming a mile away once you, you know, once you've been watching him all year. But the defense, there's no time to stop it. There's, these guys are just too good at it, and especially in comparison to Josh Allen, who kept rolling into pressure and he kept buying, trying to buy time by doing the wrong thing. Whereas Mahomes has just created this formulaic system for himself to where he just he knows exactly how to manipulate that defender and and. It's incredible. With as much pressure as he gets, he's taking like zero or one sack in every single game, it seems like. And it's, I'm just, the only guy I can really look to in that same light is Aaron Rodgers. So I, I haven't really seen anyone else ever do that in the course of their career like he has. Well, and the thing that just stands out to me really quickly is how young he's doing it. That's the thing that really gets to me. Yeah, I mean, since it's instinctual, right? And so, like, that's just, it takes him to a whole nother level. And that's where like other quarterbacks just don't have a chance. Like if we're going to get into an offensive shootout, pretty much no other team has a chance unless if he's, you know, guys are dropping the ball, if there's an interception or, you know, he gets hurt or something like that. Coming up next, we're going to get into the specifics about what we might see in the Super Bowl when it comes to Mahomes. It's Thursday and around the league, it's a must listen today. On the Locked On NFL Show, you can find me there with my co-host Chris Carter on Thursdays every week all year long. Roster moves, key injuries, the draft, the whole nine yards as we head into the offseason. You get all of our analysis every Thursday. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Built Bar is back along with Built Go and has some great new things for you to try. Some of them are flavors, some of them are new mixtures, new concepts and what Built does. So check out Built Bar, Built Go, and the whole nine yards. My personal favorite still remains that uh, caramel brownie, and uh, I like that coconut one as well. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious in my opinion. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. As we talked about in the last segment, when it comes to Mahomes having to be creative, I think he's honestly going to have to do it quite a bit more with the shuffling that they're going to have to see on the offensive line. And so buying that maybe just half a second to deliver that ball is really going to pay off. And my question then, taking what we saw this last week and moving it forward is, a, I, I think Todd Bowles will learn his lesson. I don't think you're going to see single-man coverage that allows Tyreek to go flying by. So he, I think he is going to have to wait out some of those zone progressions and, and find those moments like we saw last week where he can actually wait on Kelsey in particular to, to move out of one zone behind a defender and get it out there. Do you think with the current pass rush that they've been going uh, in Tampa Bay and improving their pass rush, I think he's going to have that time. Yeah, it gets a lot tougher, right? Buffalo wasn't able to get into the backfield nearly enough or quickly enough, and Tampa Bay has been doing it consistently over the second half of the year. Their pass rushers are much better, especially off the edge. Um, and Dominic Sue obviously is fantastic as well still. And so 
I, I do think that the time to throw is going to be a lot less. I think he's going to be a little bit less efficient this week. Um, he's done it. I mean, it's not like he hasn't seen great pass rushes before, but I would look to those Denver games. And I think Denver has a good blueprint on how to at least slow the offense a little bit. Um, anytime that you can rush four and drop all those guys into zone coverage, it makes it tougher. And that's an easy thing to say. That's the kryptonite for literally every quarterback, right? But um, especially with Mahomes, you try to play as much man as you can with some safe, with you know, two safety help, and try to have someone lurking underneath to take away Kelsey. That's the formula, and it, it obviously very few teams are able to replicate that and actually execute it at a high level. But if I'm Bulls, yeah, I mean, I I'm looking at this tape and I'm saying, okay, so Buffalo had the right idea. They just didn't have the personnel for it. They didn't have the defensive ends, and they didn't have the cornerbacks to run man coverage to actually mix things up. And that's, you know, not a limitation that Tampa Bay necessarily has. They actually have guys who can play a little bit better, more physically, one-on-one, um, even if they still need safety help, because they do. They don't have the corner speed to go, you know, single high like they did last time. They're just going to get killed. But if they can go too high, especially with the their safety play, if Winfield plays, they can at least, you know, try to slow the offense a little bit to contain them. Well, and I'm glad you're talking about single high and Tyreek Hill and all the different uh, things that defenses have tried to do and slow down this Chiefs offense. But the thing that really is going to stick out to me and and the thing that Kansas City hasn't had for so long is they really haven't had their full complement of weapons. I mean, they had Sammy Watkins last time they played Tampa Bay, and they're going to have him back in the Super Bowl. Uh, You also have a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who came back against Buffalo, and I don't think he looked like he was the same player he was uh, earlier in the season. I think he's still getting his legs back from the injury. Sorry, what do you think those two guys are going to add to this offense? Yeah, just even more potential on screens. I mean, I love both of those players with the ball in their hands. That's where they win at a high rate, especially Watkins. Like his, they don't utilize them a ton, and I wish that they, they would. Like I get why they don't because the offense is just ridiculous and who do you take touches from. But I love every time Watkins gets the ball because he's a brute force running it. He's so good after the catch. And, you know, Edward Hilaire is, is very similar. I love that one-on-one ability of his. If you get him out on uh, one-on-one routes against linebackers, he can really create magic. So um, it's just, it's even more deadly, right? Like if they're going to go man-to-man, you just have two guys who can make their defenders pay in those type of situations, uh, especially if you can get them out in screens um, into that open field right away. They're just, just tremendous players to try to tackle, and I, I kind of feel bad for defenders to have to do that. It makes things harder, and especially when I think we're going to see a lot of mixed shells and moving zones around. One thing that you talked about last week, uh, the awareness factor for the quarterback and being able to adjust. We've seen them get some slow starts to begin games, even even last week. And for me, it feels like it's scoping out what the defense's plan is, Adric. And he is able to be aware of where those zones are moving and where he has to move his target points to. Is that really what it comes down to for his game from your perspective? I think so. With the line in this condition, I think so. Um, Overall, it's an amazing trait to have. It's an incredible advantage that he has over pretty much every quarterback in the league. Um, Only a couple others can do it, but he does it consistently, and he knows when he needs to do it um, at a level I've, I've never seen before. So I think that's like his separating, one of his many separating factors, but kind of his signature factor. Um, I don't know that he needs to do it. I feel like he does it only when he knows he needs to do it or when the offense is uh, at risk of kind of falling into a lull. I think he breaks that out really well. So 
I'm Tampa Bay, you're trying to contain that as be- as much as you can. It's just hard because like I don't know how you try to contain 60 different factors. Like they're just so multifaceted and just so dangerous. I mean, even if they could run the ball like they were earlier in the season, which obviously we just haven't seen that ability from them because the blocking hasn't been there. Um, if they were able to do that as well, like it's just it's already an unstoppable offense, but it'd be even better then. So it's a scary thought that they could be even better somehow. Well, and, you know, we haven't even talked about the guy that could have really cost Kansas City last week in McCole Hardman dropping the punt. Uh, you know, you add his speed in on the other side, uh, you know, across from Hill and with Watkins and Kelsey all in the same field and, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, that offense is going to be difficult to really slow down. But I think really the unit that has been going under the radar that I don't think gets enough love is the Chiefs defense. I'm not saying they're fantastic. I'm not even going to call them top 15, but I think they're at least close to the top 15 and they are very clutch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a really good unit. Um, I like that. I think that the clutch factor is good that, that you mentioned that they seem to just make the plays when they need to. The guys come on when they need to, like Frank Clark is really good about doing that. I feel like he comes through exactly when you're like, man, where's Frank Clark been in the last quarter? Boom. He just hits a play. Um, you know, the cornerback play I've been really impressed with. And again, as a unit, they may not rank phenomenally, but they come through when you need them to come through. They're so good at breaking up passes and playing the ball. Tyron Matthews done a really good job again this year. It's just his transformation since being with Houston, getting healthier, I think has been a big part of that. Um, but just the kind of mastery of where they're supposed to be. Juan Thornhill, uh, obviously he's been a nice addition to get back, been playing better and better, I feel like, every week. Um, the linebacker play hasn't been in much of an issue in coverage as maybe some people thought that they would be. Kind of was concerned this year. I was like, okay, maybe that's the weakness of the team, but it's not. It's been fine. Like they, They've been able to survive with it, and they know where they're supposed to be. So it's a lot of credit to them. It's not the most talented unit overall. Um, could they use like a better number one corner? Yeah, maybe. Like a more athletic linebacker? Yeah, probably. Um, but overall, they just seem to make plays exactly when they need to, and that's that's why they're defending champions. I, I like the way that I think it's kind of the national stories shifting the focus from what it really ought to be and making it Brady versus Mahomes. Whereas I think the primetime matchup is Tyron Matthew against Brady, especially when we saw his performance for interceptions last week. And like you said, that the corners are playing opportunistically. But I feel like Tyron's ability to move around himself and honestly to lift everybody else's game, I think that's what it comes down to in trying to stop the Bucks offense, which has their own receiver core, how do you see that particular matchup going? Yeah, that's that's well said. It it's going to be paramount because the Tampa Bay has so many weapons too, right? They're very similar to Kansas City, where they just overwhelm you with numbers. Like Rob Gronkowski last week, they didn't unleash him until like the third quarter on a screen, and he barrels downfield. He's separating from linebackers and defensive backs. Um, at you know however old he is now, and it's just like, whoa, wait a minute, I kind of forgot that they had him. So it's just, it's an embarrassment of riches and they're going to have to use Matthew in a variety of ways because he has that ability. You just want to confuse Tom Brady and it's not an easy task to do, but you can do it, especially now that his physical traits aren't quite there. So his, you know, everyone knows how to beat him. Obviously you got to rush him. He crumbles under pressure very quickly. Um, But if you, if you don't get to him, then you're going to have to confuse him with coverages and that takes speedy playmakers. And that to me screams one guy and that's going to be Tyron Matthew this week. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, the way to beat Tom Brady is interior pre- or his pressure. And I do think that's the key to this week. 
or sorry, key to the Super Bowl is Chris Jones and what he's able to do on the interior. Uh, Tampa Bay has a great line, but I think Chris Jones has proven that he can get up against any offensive lineman and, and create pressure at different times. So I think that's huge as well. Uh, Ian, thank you very much for coming on. We really do appreciate it. I have to ask, uh, I, I'm not going to ask you for prediction uh, specifically, but I'm curious as to, you know, the way you think that this game is going to play out. Yeah, I, I do think the Chiefs win. Um, I'm not sure what the line is at, but I think the Chiefs win. Uh, I would probably look at it similarly to the Packers-Buccaneers games, game, but almost like flipped. I, I just think that Tampa's not going to have enough answers on defense, and the margin for error for them is so small on offense because of that. And Tom Brady just hasn't really played great a lot of the season. Like, he's been fine. He's been good. At some moments, he's been really good. But how do you beat this Chiefs defense? And I don't think that they have the – I don't think that he has the answers to it at this point in his career. I think the weapons are there. But you look at Mike Evans' lack of production. You look at um, Antonio Brown. There's a real reliance on Brown. And Brown's really good, but the way that they use him isn't really a super explosive player because Brady isn't that type of passer anymore. And they don't really have a, a run game I think that they're going to be able to trust this week – or this game. I keep saying this week. Forget there's always a week off. Um, but – I just don't think that the talent is there, and I'm not saying Brady's not good enough, but he hasn't played well enough um, to match this offense just because the bar is so insanely high with Mahomes. I mean, he they don't need to run – like the Chiefs don't need to run the ball. It's in, it's unbelievable. Like if they went into this game and you told me Mahomes throws the ball 50 times, I probably feel better about their chances to win than if you told me they throw it 32 times and they run it 20 times. So – they're very rare in that unique in that aspect, and it just feels like the team. Like this, just feels like the dynasty, and it feels like the only way that they're going to not win this game is if they get in their own way with muff pump punts or like dropped catches into interceptions. Like it's going to have to take some pretty bad luck. Well, and I just have to say the funny thing about the Chiefs' offense. You're right; they don't have to run the ball, but I do think that Andy Reid is kind of looked at, uh, you know, the little pitch passes that Patrick's been doing from the shotgun as his running plays. I mean, those go down as passes, but, you know, you know that's Tyree Kill or, or McCole Hardman taking, you know, end arounds. Uh, but it counts as a pass. And, Ty- and, you know, Travis Kelsey in the middle for a touchdown was, it was a lot of fun as well. Ian, thank you again so much. We really do appreciate you coming on. Thanks, guys. It's always my pleasure. We'll have another great show for you tomorrow on Friday as well as all next week as the Chiefs get ready for Super Bowl 55. Thanks for listening to us today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.